Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. There is an old saying, do not judge a book by its cover. And I think we can say here, do not judge a movie by its title. For if you hear a movie is called Lady Macbeth, you could be forgiven for thinking... It is a derivative of the great Shakespeare play that should not be named in theatrical circles. But Alex, first, it is but a corollary, Lady Macbeth, is it not? Indeed, indeed. In fact, I suppose you can say it's Shakespearean in terms of the content, but it has nothing whatsoever to do with the bard, Lady Macbeth. It is a perfect running time at 89 minutes. And if I say to you it concerns a loveless marriage, I would have thought that's good fodder for making a good movie, would you not? Well, it depends what happens inside or even outside the bounds of said loveless marriage. Mm, well, passionate, it's dour, intense and affecting, tale of lust and venom and disdain and betrayal. Wow, that's sort of incendiary stuff. It is a period drama set in rural England in the year 1865. How old were you back then, Chris? Uh, I can't remember. I, my, my, my numbers aren't that good. Yeah, fair and reasonable. Well, there's a new actress, Florence Pugh, well, an actress I had not seen before, who plays Catherine, and she's the one in this loveless marriage. She's married to a rather bitter man, more than twice her age. She's 17, he is 40, and he's cold, he's unforgiving, as is his father. Now, when she, Catherine, embarks on a passionate affair with a young worker, on her husband's estate, played by Cosmo Jarvis, something inside her, a force is unleashed, so, so powerful, she'll then stop at nothing to get what she wants. So she changes during the course of this movie. This does not sound like it's going to end well. Mm. Well, indeed, you have to go along and see it to find out. But the director is William Oldroyd. The writer is Alice Birch. They have both made their names in theatre. He was... Director in residence at the Young Vic Theatre. He worked with the Royal Shakespeare Company. There is the bard again. She was an award winning playwright, work performed at the Royal Court, no less, and the Royal Shakespeare Company. Aldroyd, the director, recently made his first steps into directing a short film. Mm-hmm. Then their shared agent introduced them to one another. They started talking about their common interest in features. Hence, you have. The outcome, Lady Macbeth. If I was going to be cynical at this point, I'd say, you know, what a shrewd agent. (laughs) Introduce two of your your clients to to each other and get them to work on a project together and that way you get a slice of both the actions. I think that's very clever, isn't it? (laughs) What percentage does the agent get? That's the only thing I want to know. I don't know. It's very shrewd. Indeed. Well, Alice Birch had read a Russian novella called Lady Macbeth of the Minsk by Nikolai Leskov. And that's the movie upon which, or that's the book upon which this movie is based. Mm -hmm. So literature of that period, Oldroyd, the director, says, 
has women like Catherine traditionally suffering in silence, fading away or even committing suicide. Here, though, we have a young protagonist who fights for her independence. She decides her own fate in a bloodthirsty way. And while they relied heavily on the plot of the novella, nevertheless, they made some rather large alterations. They invented the character of the maid Anna, played by Naomi Ackie, for example, and they actually changed the ending. So you can now read the book. Find out if you prefer the book's ending to the movie's ending. What a matchup! And what a tea, Mike! Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on our T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Movies First. Reviews, previews and more with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Lady Macbeth the movie has an insular look and feel. It, it kind of feels like a play. The mood throughout is sombre and oppressive. The lighting is dull. The sets are spartan. So polar opposites in passion and hatred are at play here. So, so Very- does it almost feel like you are actually watching a stage presentation as opposed to a movie? Well... It's got that feel, but sometimes that's really off-putting. It is not in any way, shape or form. So I don't want you to think, oh, golly, we are going to see a... Well, for example, National Theatre Live, they film... I don't know whether it's all of their productions. Maybe it is. I've actually been to see National Theatre Live in London. It's fantastic. I've also seen National Theatre Live filmed, and that is indeed the film of a play, Please do not mistake this. This is not like that. But it's still, it's still got that sense that it could have been done as a play. So I love that you've got passion and hatred, really well captured in a series of taciturn performances, intermingled with unbridled frenzy. And Catherine's just mere property here. She's cloistered. She's hamstrung. She's told by her husband at the very start of this movie that basically you're not to leave the house. She's told what to do, how to act by two horrible humorless men, two peas in a pod, father and son. One played by Christopher Fairbank, the other by Paul Hilton, one more severe than the other. But Catherine takes matters into her own hands in ways they could not even have imagined. Oh, that sounds like a nasty thing. Well, yeah, well, importantly, while what she does may be unconscionable, given her treatment, certainly at first the audience's sympathies are well and truly with her. And that's the nexus upon which the plot pivots. Her deep-seated yearning, her basic human needs are given over to her animal instincts. And like an animal in a gilded cage, her claws are drawn. So, Chris, before this is over, mm-hmm. the empty of blood on the floor. Bit of it literally, a lot of it figuratively. That is Lady Macbeth. It is a very fine production. I hope to see more of the combination, and I hope the agent gets fat. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet you're not the only one hoping to see more of the of the old Royd and Birch combination. Their agent, their mutual agent, is probably feeling the same. How does Lady Macbeth score out of ten? Oh, there's a lot of love in the room for it. Eight out of ten. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. 
Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.